0: Hello, and welcome to the BNP Paribas Asset Management Talking Heads podcast. Every week, Talking Heads brings you in-depth insights on the topics that really matter to investors. We continue to analyze everything through the lens of sustainability, which we know is more important than ever in a rapidly changing world. I'm Andrew Craig. Today, I'm joined by Agne Rackhauskeiter from Impacts Asset Management. Thank you, Agne, for joining today.
1: Hello, very glad to be here.
0: Our topic today is food security. Now, as we're all very well aware, the huge upswing in inflation that we've seen in many economies this year has been driven by energy prices and by food prices. The War in the Ukraine has led to uh, severe tensions with regard to supplies of commodities uh, and foodstuffs for the global markets and is putting food supply chains in particular under stress and raising the issue of food security uh, on the uh, agenda for investors and for economists. There are other factors, though, which are also uh, very much uh, in play with regard to food security. This is our topic today, so let's get on. Agna will talk us through some of the issues. Ever since the invasion of Ukraine in the February of this year, food has been in the news daily. But food shortages aren't the only threat facing us. Can you talk to me, please, a little bit about some of the challenges that are facing the, the food supply chain?
1: You're right. Today, the food and agriculture sector is facing a number of very important sustainability challenges. Firstly, global demographics are changing. The global population is expected to reach 10 billion people by 2050, which is an increase of about 25%. That said, we'll need to produce about 50% more food between now and then. Not only will there be more mouths to feed, but typically, as people accumulate more wealth, particularly in the emerging markets, they tend to consume more calories per capita. And those additional calories tend to come from animal proteins, which are very resource intensive. 14.5% of global greenhouse gas emissions come from livestock production, mostly attributed to deforestation, where natural forests are converted to produce crops for feed. But as well as that, beef and dairy cattle emit methane during the digestion process. Climate change is another major issue threatening the production of agricultural products. Climatic shocks and extreme weather are double what they used to be 20 years ago. This has meant that in many geographies, the agricultural regions have either changed or shrunk altogether. For farmers, this ultimately means lower yields. Another important challenge is pollution and environmental degradation. The production of food is already incredibly resource intensive. It uses vast amounts of water, land, fertilizer, and crop protection chemicals. So if we are to increase food production by 50 percent, the strain on natural resources will become even greater. And another major challenge is food waste. About a third of all food is wasted globally. Whether it's crops rotting on farms, food that gets damaged during transportation, or food that is thrown away by supermarkets or by consumers. We're consuming more fresh food, more fresh food on the go, and those types of foods are perishable and have shorter shelf lives, leading to higher wastage rates. So when we consider all of the resources that have gone into producing food and the fact that a third is wasted, it's very clear that this is a problem that needs to be solved in order to lower the impact of food production.
0: So food security has become a very big topic globally in the last few months. I mean, how did we get here and what do you see coming next?
1: Over the last few years in particular, food security has risen to the top of the agenda, particularly for countries that are highly dependent on food imports. What we witnessed over the last couple of years is just how incredibly fragile the food supply chain can be. And that, of course, can lead to food shortages. One example is when coronavirus first emerged in the US, many slaughterhouses and meat processing plants were forced to shut down because they became COVID hotspots. The plants have long production lines, they're crowded with people standing shoulder to shoulder. It's a perfect environment for the virus to spread. We saw this all over the globe, although it was most severe in the US because the industry there is most consolidated. If you shut down a single plant, you can take out as much as 5% of national capacity. At the peak, utilization rates were down 35 to 40%. The animals had to be culled, and it led to meat shortages on supermarket shelves. More recently, the war in Ukraine is leading to shortages of crops and agricultural inputs. Russia and Ukraine are major exporters of grains like wheat and corn, as well as oilseeds and fertilizer. Low-income countries in North Africa and the Middle East are particularly at risk as they depend heavily on imports from those two countries. Then back in April, Indonesia banned exports of palm oil in order to increase supplies domestically and to protect the domestic consumer from inflation. Indonesia represents about 50% of global demand for palm oil, so the impact has been significant. India then followed suit and restricted exports of sugar and wheat. And we may see this elsewhere as governments use protectionist policies to protect the domestic consumer. We may also see it spread to other staple foods as well as commodities like rice.
0: What do you see as the potential solutions uh, for these challenges? Uh, and, and how should investors be positioning themselves with regard to, to, to the situation that you described?
1: Well, the good news is that there are numerous ways to address and tackle this problem. Shifting to lower impact foods such as plant-based alternatives to products like meat and dairy will help. 100 grams of animal feed currently produces only 39 grams of chicken, 19 grams of pork or 7 grams of beef. So switching to a plant-based diet is far more resource efficient, therefore enabling us to feed that growing population. Plant-based dairy has already seen widespread acceptance and adoption over the last 10 years. Household penetration continues to grow as consumers make the switch, whether it's for their health, for the environment or for the animals. The plant-based meat market is much earlier stage, but it is also growing quickly. That particular market used to be very niche, limited only to vegans and vegetarians. There was very little innovation in this space and the quality of the product was quite poor. What's different now is that the product is becoming mainstream, and that's being driven in part by greater consumer awareness and engagement. As the addressable market grows, we're seeing more product development, products have better taste and nutritional profiles. We're also seeing a strategic change to the way that the products are being merchandised in-store, away from slower-moving frozen and specialty aisles and into fresh meat aisles. All of those things together are helping to launch the product into the mainstream. I also mentioned food waste as a major challenge. Food is lost along various parts along the value chain, and therefore solutions exist along multiple parts of the value chain. This could be natural food ingredients, which help to extend the shelf life of highly perishable foods, or packaging, which helps to keep food fresh for longer over longer distances. But another interesting example is investing in better supply chain logistics. For instance, grain handling or cold chain storage equipment. One company in the US, which specializes in GPS technology, helps farmers with decisions like when to irrigate and when to harvest. It can also help with flood detection. This helps to lower spoilage of crops and farms. And when we reduce food waste in the supply chain, we're ensuring that more of it reaches the end consumer. And finally, The pandemic highlighted that those companies that have more control over their supply chains, those that are vertically integrated, fared a lot better. So as we look ahead, we would expect a few main changes. The key thing is going to be ensuring supply chain resilience to prevent any further breakdowns of food supply chains. So we would expect to see companies invest in vertical integration. And then similarly, another solution is for supply chains to become more local, Meal kit delivery companies have a unique business model where they source products directly from farmers and deliver those ingredients direct to consumers, therefore bypassing the wholesaler and the retailer. Ingredients that they source are typically seasonal and mostly local. This provides them with a competitive advantage as it leaves them less reliant on trade flows and any further disruptions that we may experience.
0: Agni, thank you very much. That's a, a very comprehensive overview You've described the challenges facing us in view of the demographic uh, developments that are likely to take place in the coming years um, and the demands that will be placed on natural resources uh, exacerbated by the fact that uh, huge amounts of food is wasted um, and that we have these uh, fragile supply chains. Um, But as you've mentioned, there are... Uh, Potential solutions um, as populations shift to a more plant-based diet, uh, that will uh, relieve some of the tensions that are caused by the relatively inefficient use of meat and dairy products. better supply chain logistics and new technologies will also facilitate the evolution of supply chains and improving food security. Thank you very much for joining us today. That was an extremely interesting contribution. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Well, that's all we have time for today. If you would like more information, please reach out to your BNP Paribas Asset Management contact or check out our Investors Corner blog for more analysis. My thanks today to Agnia for sharing her insights. For listeners who have devices with Alexa, you can ask Alexa to enable Investment Insights or search for Investment Insights on Amazon under the category Alexa Skills. If you like Talking Heads, leave us a positive review and a nice rating. We recommend subscribing to Talking Heads on your favourite podcast channel. You'll receive your podcast episodes every Monday morning. Until then, we hope you stay safe and take care. This podcast presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only
1: current as of the publication date.